0: Yeah.
1: what is going on everybody welcome back to another episode of high side of the ropes we back again with another week full of exciting non-exciting random otherworldly events that have happened um yeah so to start off since we're back with this podcast
2: best way to start off with someone returning
1: yeah, I know. I mean, someone returned, and it was kind of like, "Wait, wait, really? Are are we seriously? This is going to happen?" And did you guys know that this man's favorite candy bar was the Charleston Chew? Yeah, because I had no idea up until that moment.
0: <laughs> that was a that's the one that everyone is taking out of his whole return intro. I was like, "Wait, his the favorite- Charleston Chew? Really?" His candy shop is the Charleston Chew. I actually am so curious to know if that's an actual place. He just no, a it's no, it's it.
1: the name of a candy bar.
0: Oh, but imagine that's the name of like a fucking candy store.
1: That'd be funny as hell.
0: I mean, candy stores are fucking rare. I feel like to go up to over to the fucking sticks to find them.
1: But no, the um, yeah. the the cleaner. Yeah, Kenny's back, man. Kenny Omega is back, and wow, I, I wasn't expecting it. I, I was kind of just like, wait, really, is this happening? Is this? Don't tell me this whole like intro is for nothing, and like the last minute. Someone else is going to come out of that tunnel.
0: MJF. No, the biggest troll thing they thought was like Kota Ibushi. it's like, what? Cool, but no. 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 I will not take it. But, oh, man. yo, I, You, ref, butts, and Blaze were there. So we were all there watching it when it first happened. Yeah. Dude,
2: I, as soon as I saw that, I had just gotten out of training. I had just gotten out of training, and I sent to the group chat just the lyrics from the fucking opening. I was so fucking excited to see Kenny Omega.
0: The second on my the birthday, se- no less. Yes, it was on my fucking last one that he had his last match. The timelines yes. add up.
1: Happy bur- belated happy birthdays are in order. Our co-host and my little brother Brandon, also a resident indie wrestler, check him out. Had just turned 21 yesterday. Two days ago. Two days ago. Wow. You feel old Shit. yet? Nick? Uh, yes. Yes. You don't have to ask me. I do. It's um, yeah. Enjoy the journey, man. It's all downhill from here. I mean it. Um, moving on. But yeah, Kenny's back. It's really good to see like him back. It looks like he's like hasn't missed a beat.
0: Like, uh, there's a few spots where he was, like, slower on, Mm -hmm. but then there's, like, there were, like, rumors that he's not back, like, fully 100%. Yeah. Yeah, But he's getting there enough to, like, wrestle again. Yeah. And also, since he has the bucks there, it's at least a good way for him to, like, wrestle on the outside instead of going, like, a whole match straight. Mm -hmm. We already saw that from the fucking compression top he was wearing with the big brace on the right shoulder, I think.
2: And then also uh, underneath, too.
0: Oh uh, yeah, wearing
2: some a, a, a white something underneath the uh, compression shirt.
0: Either way, it was a pretty great match. It was the main event. I mean, the viewers weren't past one million. That's what the freaking you know, we suck ups, as I'm calling them now, yeah. that go from like Vince to like just wheel hopping we over anything that has nothing to do with AEW forums. Like I feel very sad for those people. I but really not, do.
2: But no, fucking uh
0: it really is great to see like somebody that was like one of the first to be on the injured list finally coming back, and now it's starting to look like the AEW we've been waiting to have because people are starting to come back, unfortunately. Chris Statlander, who just recently got injured, poorly okay. timed enough.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh messing up her other knee so get well, Chris. Uh and uh And then also having
2: Punk involved in AEW, which is something we've wanted for like since it started.
1: Well, yeah, but he
0: did say he wasn't going to go for the singles one for a while in the post. I don't think it matters, man.
1: I think I think people just want to see him Punk back to for just CM Punk, you know.
0: I mean, I don't think anyone
1: necessarily care where he showed up. It just so happened he showed up in AEW.
0: I feel we would have to probably maybe wait if like it's going to be an immediate thing, like right after All Out, because you have like the trios thing concluding. Mm-hmm. at All Out, and I really think it's going to be like Ozzy Open versus The Elite just to get that chance and tease of Osprey versus uh, Omega. That could be. Because they're like saying, quote, like they want to Ozzy Open said they want to give Will Ospreay a chance to slap Kenny Omega in the face.
1: You know, uh, and you know, Will Ospreay is just going to keep
2: poking the fucking bear. You know, he did He's that. He's not going to stop. He did that, uh, I forgot at what show. I think it was in Japan. He hit the one-winged angel. Yeah. And you know how no one ever, only Koda Bush is ever kicked out of it. Mm-hmm. He fucking threw the guy's arm up to make him uh, kick out.
0: Yeah, yeah, wow. like in the whole like, wrist lock situation to drive him down, had him in the pen and just forced his arm up and then acted all shocked. And it's just like, my guy, like he was, he was fucking limp. Like you had this. Like there are only, it's like yeah. fuck Game Blaze trying to sell it in 2K.
2: It doesn't work. That's like three people that's ever kicked out the one winged angel.
0: Does, uh, Doesn't even really count?
2: <laughs> Kenny did it uh, himself.
0: I mean, like, if that's the case, we might as well count the one the Hangman Page did.
2: Right, yeah, that's what I mean. That's why I'm counting.
0: Even though we got broken up, if he didn't get broken up, would it still have counted, in your honest opinion, if we're going to go there? Ah, uh, but his return really felt like the start of, like, AEW starting to get on the right foot, mm-hmm. especially with, like, WWE's, like, change in like programming has kind of just shifted like on a dime that quick
1: yeah they just like shifted into a whole different gear and Mm -hmm. also
2: especially after like even before that with cody uh leaving the company
0: yeah yeah that was like one of the first people to actually go before most of the AEW originals are starting to be out the door yeah or just some long timers here like you know most of the dark order
1: i know that's yeah yeah
0: But it's a great return. I lost my shit. Like, the intro is funny enough because he got handed a list and they had him start and go, and now. And then they queued up his music. Still the greatest music in this whole fucking company's history. The Charleston shoe. Oh, yeah. That's what everyone got out of that.
1: (laughs) I'm like, out of all the candy bars, bro, really? That's the one? That's the one we're going with? Okay.
0: I mean, I'm the one who noticed that he actually started talking about the fact that he was never open weight trios like a uh, champion before, because he had never had that mentioned before. Although it was kind of dead giveaway who it was when they said like the longest reign as AEW champion, yeah, and how many times they came back. Everyone was losing their shit, and you just heard it build and build. Yep, it was fucking amazing. And then that the match you had, like you know, him coming out of the the face tunnel
2: mm-hmm. with Don Callis,
0: yeah. And I mean, it'd be an interesting take because I still want to see, like, when we get to All Out, if it's going to be made apparent that he saw the young Bucks just come out and not help him at uh, full gear. Because before he made his last appearance on Dynamite to say that he wasn't clear and all that with Cole, and that was the last time we saw Kenny for a little while. uh, I think it'd just be more of, uh, what's it called? Uh, more or less like him trying to get back to 100% storyline. Okay. Because you're like, you know, there's a f- few things he wasn't doing. Like, he didn't do, like, you can't escape, like, mm-hmm. already did, and he just kind of stumbled a bit and then corrected himself. Mm-hmm. But either or, like, you had, you know, Dragon Lee getting beat up by his own brother and his, like, friend. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, let's not forget fucking, speaking of Dragon Lee, that fucking, uh, oh, that died off Dude,
0: the <laughs> guardrail into the fucking floor.
2: I thought, no, we just lost Kenny again.
0: And the thing is, they really dragged that thing back. They really pulled it like almost a couple of feet like, from the ring. I'm like, I don't even think those things could even bend that far back. He
1: always, Or overs- just a
0: stretch that far
1: back. He always overshoots it.
0: But, yeah, that's what always. John was saying. He's like, oh, he over always overshoots it. I've only seen him actually go for it like two times, maybe three times. Everyone thinks of the one time where he nearly killed an old lady in the front row. I think that was either AAA or CMLO. It was one of those two. But he, yeah, full like ass leg thigh into this grandma's face. I mean, she was okay, but It was a bad landing.
2: Amazing. But nah, I thought we lost Kenny right after that.
0: Nah, like they're setting like a lot of stuff up. He wasn't like going for like the classic like the elite moves. There wasn't like a BTE like triple elite trigger mm-hmm. like they kind of like uh i felt wanted to sacrifice more of like story to maybe get, prevent kenny from going for those high spots that he usually does because he just got back yeah i feel it's like a bit of a reserve style until he feels like fully 100 because right now i think he's probably like re- realistically like maybe like 78 i feel generous like saying okay uh 80 but like you know good enough to like start having like Small exhibitions in like a trios match with like the tag outs. It helps for that. Yeah, and he's reserved to that uh, to all out. So I think they're doing all that uh, leading for Kenny. But either way, it was a great fucking return. The crowd fucking went ape shit for it.
1: Yep, used to the reactions of people mm-hmm. was amazing to see. The
2: fact that we finally got one of the best wrestlers in the world back on TV and. With the roster that's been developed since he's been gone. Like Swerve, Lee.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of like matches that we could actually see Kenny in. Before like uh he left, it was just like, well, he's just about destroyed everyone. He just basically was fucking wrestling Thanos at that point. Pretty much. Still think about that iconic entrance of him just coming down to the ring with like four belts and like two wrapped around his fucking chest, like they're fucking armor. It's just like, hey, I'm fucking wrestling Thanos. I am here to collect my fucking ass whooping and gold. If you don't have gold, you can't face me. But if you want to fight me for mine, I will be happy to kill you. Sort of fucking situation.
2: I'm surprised he never held the NWA title just for that story.
0: I'm kind of... Uh, it made me so like happy to like wonder at that time, even though he didn't get it. But back when Koda was champion and he was going around with that gimmick, it's like, is he going to go? Head to fucking New Japan and face Kota, because that'd be interesting. That would that would be your Gamora. <laughs> that kind of would.
1: I mean, in a way, and just
0: in this situation you got everything else leading up into that point. And also, he came out to the ring in his uh, two out of three falls match of Okada to a uh, Infinity War themed entrance. Yeah, yeah, he and did. like the inspired like gear.
2: Anybody uh, of. I was going to say, like with uh, Omega, you brought up two out of three falls. And I, I wanted to g- just give a quick shout out to uh, Danielson and Garcia for that two out of three
0: falls. Oh, yeah. Holy that shit. match was good.
1: All right. Yeah. Um, Danielson, Sorry, that was first. good. You brought uh, up two out of three falls. Yeah. And just, I mean, it's
0: a good segue.
1: I mean, right. it's a very good segue because that is something I. That was actually something that wasn't initially going to be on this episode, but honestly, I think it deserves a mention. That match was really, really good.
0: For a show yeah. that was themed House of the Dragon, and you yeah. had, like, you know, the American, the American dragon, dragon versus going up against a self proclaimed Dragon Slayer down to his damn entrance. Yeah. Uh, and then he puts him to sleep with the first fall with a fucking Dragon Sleeper yep. with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Steamboat at ringside. ringside.
2: That's like Christian Cage versus Ethan
0: Page. It could only get more. Page. It could have only Inside got more of if Ultimo Dragon was there. Yes. <laughs> if We're, Dragon Lee was there. He was there
1: technically. No, but he wasn't there at that moment. Yeah. He had to be there at that
0: moment. He was moment. at the main event. He wasn't there for you. It was like, you know, having Christian Cage versus Brian Cage with Ethan Page, ring, uh, refereed by Diamonds Dallas Page, and with, with Steel Cage with Page, with with Page at ringside. With, with man Adam Page giving the winner a horse. <laughs> okay.
2: Yes. There it is. Welcome to the wrestling mindset that is high side the ropes. Yes.
0: Yeah. These are just random thoughts. Right. But it was a great return. It was. Uh, good to see. Like, you know, we're starting with the trio's belt going into All Out. And it started off with a bang. Yeah. Pun very much intended. It was unintentional, but I'm sticking with it. it. sounded nice. Had a nice ring to it for this time. This time.
2: But no, like. It was good. And then the aftermath of Danielson getting to win. Oh, yeah, the aftermath and, of that match, too. And him hesitating to shake his hand before uh, Jericho came in to attack yep. Danielson. And Garcia defends Danielson.
0: Yeah, he just swats his hand away, and everyone chanting, "You're, You're a wrestler.
1: wrestler."
0: That made that feel bigger than it already was. Yeah, because
1: their 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 their
0: faction is
1: based off sports entertainment.
0: Like right. both of them bled. Yeah, this was a pretty brutal two out of three. It's probably one of my favorites now, looking at it. Like I um, want to say it's like you know. The Kenny Okada one that I mentioned earlier, but it's definitely, you could definitely compare it to that.
2: No, like, uh, and also, if you notice, they at least face uh, one or two of the Blackpool Combat Club before they join.
0: Like, yeah, except yeah.
2: except for uh, Cesaro, obviously.
0: Yeah, because, yeah, he just got there at that point. And also yeah. he was feuding with like, you know, like the leader. Like Yeah, I'll say it, like leaders of the faction and shit like that. Yeah. Because oh, I don't like, really count, you know, Jake Hager, the leader of the JAS. No, <laughs> so yeah, as I thought know. about it, I'm like, no, I'm going to lead into this. Because I thought of Hager, and it's just like, I think of that one promo. Hey, Jake, what's your fucking uh, New Year's revolution? Championships. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what's your New Year's resolution? Championships. Yeah. Great <laughs> <laughs> so promo work,
0: I, back. I thought about that, and I'm like, no, you're not a leader. <laughs> I like you, but you're not a leader. It's like, come on. Krillin ain't leading the Z fighters here. <laughs> He's good. But no, he got no nose.
2: <laughs> Dear God. But no, but no, like, uh, like we're like, uh, we fucking face, uh, Danielson and then Moxley and join, uh,
1: and then the join BCC. I mean, I think it's pretty much time for Garcia to do it anyway. They've been they, it's been Garcia versus the entire combat club.
0: That match made that promo that they had on Rampage though. Yeah. Where he basically went off and said, like, there was a reason I mentioned you as one of the first people to like bring into the Blackpool Combat Club. It's because I saw you and knew that you are perfect for it, and then grabbed him by the face and said, Look at me when I'm talking to you. And he was actually putting him over when he was doing that instead of like what we usually say, look at me when I'm talking to you. Sort of like, you know, Mm -hmm. I think you're trash, yada, yada. Sort of like, fuck you, sort of situation. But like, no, he actually put him over and made the promo. Like for uh, me when it happened on Rampage the week before. Mm -hmm. But when you had him actually like save him and throw Jericho back. Yeah. And now next week he has to immediately answer for it. (laughs) I'm kind of in to see where this is going to go. Does he get bought in automatically as Daniel Bryan's freebie? Is he like his Robin now?
1: (laughs) Who knows? Well, you know, speaking of like returns and shit, I mean, there's been been... been some rumors floating around lately. And I hope it's true. And I hope it's true. Um, Maxwell. Jacob. Jacob Friedman Friedman.
0: Feinstein.
1: Mr. Burberry scarves, y'all just got one. I'm like, fine,
0: bruh, (laughs) (laughs) bruh.
2: You know this actually on their fucking YouTube channel, on WWE's YouTube channel for Tough Enough. Yeah, it literally has uh, his pitch.
1: Did you know that Maxwell Jacob Friedman fought Damien Sandow in an episode of a TV show called AP Bio? They had a wrestling episode and it was one of the matches featured a lumberjack themed wrestler who was like the face of the company as Damian Sandow (laughs) versus MJ, a younger MJF. I was like, what is this? This is amazing. Oh, my God.
0: And now it's my turn to talk about MJF. Go ahead. He stole Chris Jericho's scarf gimmick. That is all. Let me stop. No. <laughs> Think about it. Jericho started to rock them scars back in 2016, going into 2017. He's
1: been rocking Burberry scars since, bef- since before he was on Rosie O'Donnell.
0: Are you sure about
1: that? Words from him himself. I'm not sure if
0: I can. believe that. not sure if I can.
1: He, he said it. I mean.
0: You said either
1: it. Either or.
2: But, now, yes, as you can see. MJF is rumored to to come back. Coming back.
0: Especially given the situation for what we thought was going to happen at All Out now happening next week. Mm -hmm. It makes us wonder what the main event of All Out is even going to be. Because it's just basically being left wide open. Yeah. So it's like, is he going to be that match?
2: Like, you never know. It leaves,
0: is, it leaves the question to be answered.
2: Because right now, I don't, I don't know who I could see walking out. I don't know if I, like, we'll talk about it later, but, like, Moxley versus Punk.
0: Yeah, given the Punk-Mox situation yeah. uh, happening sooner rather than later instead of that all out, it makes you wonder about the main event.
1: Yeah, I was kind of wondering. I'm like, wait, we're getting that. Why are we getting that so early?
0: I mean, they're doing it like it's planned. And... That's kind of what it looks like. But the whole MJF thing as a whole was we weren't too sure at first until he cut that promo. But at this point, it's just he went so radio silent that nobody can get anything from him. Like besides Britt Baker posting like a photo of him like in the background and shit. There really hasn't been anything. It's been pretty quiet. Like from his end, he hasn't posted nothing. So, a return from him would be very, very interesting to see.
2: Yeah, especially if he were to come back and be in the main event of uh, All Out, Mm -hmm. going against either Punk or uh, Moxley. Because I have no – because like I was saying, I I have no idea who I could see winning this match.
0: I have my idea, but I don't feel like saying it like right now because it just leads into its own thing. But I don't even know if I'm right when I even say it because it just sounds – like, maybe they have something else planned? Is he just going to return at All Out? Is he going to be returning and then immediately wrestling? Because we just passed the anniversary where Punk came back.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But he's been back for over a year now. And given the next topic situation, it really makes you wonder, especially with the parallels of now him facing somebody with two belts. Yeah. 11 years later. Literally. Down to him doing fucking snow angels.
2: Uh, you mean his UFC career?
0: Oh, damn. He, best that meme UFC, was so funny though. His best I'm sorry, UFC, Punk, but I'm sorry, punk, punk, but you, you jumped. You jumped way too soon. It's like you really should
1: have oh found
0: some God. like other fights. I mean well, you had Dana there. Why wouldn't you? Uh
1: before we continue. I before we continue, real quick. Uh, shout out to RVD and the 420 Expo coming soon, September 16th through the 18th at the New Jersey Expo Center. Rob Van Dam is coming to Jersey and he's bringing some bud. So uh, yeah, stop by, say hi, get high, enjoy some uh, enjoy some weed, and uh, yeah, kick it with the whole effing show, man. September 16th through the 18th at the New Jersey Expo Center. Anyway. Moving on to, I guess, the conclusion topic of this first half of this show.
2: And also where kind of MJF ties into And kind it. of
1: where MJF ties into this whole thing, and that is CM Punk.
2: Yeah, yeah. there's
1: been some reports
2: as of uh, late about some stuff backstage involving punk. Yeah. Especially regarding uh, AEW Dynamite this past Wednesday.
1: Yeah. So, um, Punk came back. That was the thing.
2: Back to back weeks we get back a to
1: return. back back to back weeks, and uh, yeah.
0: At first, it wasn't even announced going in so, that Punk was even going to be there. Yeah. And like that's what I find interesting about this whole thing. Like there's some criticism I saw before Dynamite even happened, like when I talked about the rampage thing earlier. Yeah. Like there's some people that were like concerned, like, is he even wrestling mm-hmm. at all out? Because the idea was Oh, like they may just book this as a return, but booking it towards full gear.
1: Yeah, they, they were really playing. Was like, an
0: idea I heard they, being thrown out.
1: They're really playing hard on like the foot. They're like, oh, he's bouncing around on one foot. He seems to like have full mobility. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, so. It also since he was cool. still at a
0: boot, like yeah. at the last comic convention he was at, because he went to like another one, like right after a uh, uh, Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Like I think he, I think he was at C2E2. Early one of the nights there that they had. I
2: don't. I don't quite know.
0: I don't know, but he was at some expo where he still had a boot on earlier, and mm-hmm. that was like a couple of weeks ago. Okay. But be- like uh, before his return, but either or, his return was pretty out of nowhere. Yeah. I thought we're going into all out without him. I mean, they said it was wishful thinking for him, for Omega, but we already kind of knew Omega was more than likely coming back when they announced the trios tag belts. Yeah. And Khan had said earlier, I wasn't going to do it unless we get Kenny back. So. Kenny back. Yep. You're right. So
1: Kenny's back, kenny's back, kenny's back, kenny's back, kenny's back, kenny's back, ribs, kenny's back, kenny's back, kenny's back, kenny's. Back, kenny's I think back, it was anyone. everywhere.
0: <laughs> like the shoulders. <coughs> like he had vertigo and he was still wrestling, like all on that on that fucking level too. For like three years, right? hmm Like you said, bad shoulders. I think of wrestle someone without having to use my shoulders. That is concerning. Also having to do a vertigo. The shit you do without messing up. And delivering matches like that. Yep. God tier. But with the punk situation, it kind of started when, as you saw it, when I, we uh, watched that Blazes residence earlier. Mm-hmm. It started with like punk coming out, cutting a promo, which we thought was a bit odd for Dynamite. Cause mm-hmm. they thought, I thought with their match card they had booked for the show, it was gonna be match and then promo. Yeah. Like have something to, like cool it down a little bit, which is usually, usually their, uh, Uh, format for stuff like this but it started with a promo punk coming out and straight up calling out hangman yep and then basically sat there waited and then basically said that's not champion shit that's coward shit Mm -hmm. and then basically followed up by saying that uh the apology must be as public and loud as the disrespect Mm -hmm. and then went on to say how eddie kingston Is probably not even the third best Eddie or the third best Eddie he was in the ring with.
1: He's not even the best Kingston Kingston, he he shared a locker room
0: room with. SOS, I am not Sheldon. And then said he's
2: the he's not going to be the first John that I beat in Chicago.
0: Oh yeah, right before Moxley had came out, then followed up by the damn Snow Angels. Yep, and him and Moxley had a pretty great back and forth promo. Him saying you only did this for the money, mm-hmm. which is what a lot of people were thinking when he came back.
2: Yeah, you only, you only, you only did it because your bank account's empty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Punk
0: replying that I would try and fight you now, but I think you're gonna bleed all over me. But Moxley gets like retorted, like somewhere in between. There's so much good, like things to talk about with this back. It opened the show, and then it continued later on in the episode of a dynamite.
2: Yeah, where they were brawling all over the. Yeah, place.
0: I'm just like. What the fuck? You had just gotten there at that point before you actually saw the opening again.
1: Yeah.
0: And it was just like, we had just had this again. And now he's just it's just Moxley coming out instead of Punk. It's like you just booked two call-out promos in the middle of your show that both ended in chaos. Yep. But now the match is happening next week mm-hmm. on Dynamite. And everyone's like, so what's happening with All Out? Is it even going to still happen at all out? It's just an immediate one that's doing it. There's being the argument is it a ratings grab, which I said earlier, Omega probably had like 956, I think, thousand. It was pretty up there. It wasn't a bad rating. It was just a little bit down from what you thought it would actually draw in for Kenny's return. Yeah. But either or was a greater return, in my opinion. But the ratings were slightly down from that. So they think that, you know, having the unification this early with probably those two brawls and excellent promos, Mm -hmm. Uh, basically leading into, okay, we're having bad blood. That can't even wait for All Out. It's happening next week. But it does look like it could be a ratings grab, especially if that's the same match that's the main event at All Out and there's no, like, MJF, as we talked about earlier. Yeah. That would just feel like, okay, so was it a ratings grab? Was it just, like one of them to go in with two belts and one to go without because look even the Cena like uh, a punk one that we had in 2016 Mm -hmm. even though it it had like you know the text message set from kevin nash's like phone from jupiter on triple h's phone that nobody had because triple h was the referee sort of situation that kind of killed the fucking few to begin with yeah uh, and then having Del Rio cashed in, which then killed the second summer of Punk, which totally felt like a parody of the first. And then the third one not even happening when Punk got injured in the first place. Yep. Uh, they had at least something interesting going in with a third factor being introduced with it. With Del Rio. Fuck you, Del Rio. There you go. Uh, but with Punk going in right now for this whole situation... Like, it basically says that it stemmed from the Colcabana situation Mm -hmm. where he was originally reported to get released. Yeah. But now, like, uh, he's, like, with ROH. And that kind of got looked at as when Pangman said I'm defending it from you. that It kind of, he took it personal. Also, that it wasn't even scheduled. And he was in catering, which I think John Silver is, like, you know, the GOAT just for the person to have that iconic image now.
1: John Silver is the man. Mm -hmm. He really is, though.
0: Like, he just posted, it's like, here's what Hangman Adam Page was doing. And it actually said that there was, like, actually a situation where they almost did come to blows because he straight called him out and he wasn't there. Kingston wasn't even there. And he even said it, like, on Twitter, of course this asshole calls me out when I'm not even there.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So it's like, it was basically looked at as a situation of Hangman even came out to begin with like you weren't supposed to be a part of the promo and you're going to walk past Tony Khan to go out and interrupt a segment that you're not even a part of. That is a, literally a no-win situation. Also, he didn't even know what the hell. He wasn't even on the show. He, he wasn't used for anything besides Punk saying something about him. That was the only reference we had for Hangman. Yeah. And at first, I thought it was a regular Punk thing. I'm like, okay. But then it was just like, Cause he's with the dark order. Is that why he didn't come out? He's just like, I got better things to do than worry about you. Like I'm here to help like my team in the Trios tournament sort of situation. It's like, we did have enough like star power to call out somebody in my career. Maybe if you're doing good enough, maybe John Cena will answer your call out. Maybe no one will answer it at all. Maybe triple H will tell me I have to be in another fucking steel cage match with Sheamus again. But like, it was basically said that it was like, looked at as being difficult with his booking and looking like he could possibly like defect from the company mm. as how frustrated he was. But I saw from a uh, no DQ's post earlier. And I think they referenced wrestling Inc where they said that when punk was like there, he was like pretty like fine. Like Tony Khan did meet with him one-on-one in his locker room, Yeah, but they didn't say it matched like the frustration that they said that actually was there. Also, a lot of people were talking about that Triple H promo from several like years ago, I think 11 years ago, too, where he basically <laughs> said that uh, when I wanted to be the top, like how him and Punk were the same, but I want to be top number one guy, at least look them in the eye and say it. Yeah. You'll try and be a martyr. And now it just kind of feels like, you know what, we're seeing this 11 years later again, down again. to him with the two belts. It Again. does feel like a martyr situation. Again. I mean, the promo between him and Moxie were great. They just threw the belts down and says, yeah, they do- it doesn't mean shit until I beat you. Yeah. And it's true because it's just like, it's really kind of worthless right now until one of you actually proves it. Because the UFC does the interim belt, like, not as bad as how some people say, but – it's not really the world belt until you make it feel like the world belt. Exactly. Unless you're in a situation like Tony Ferguson and Connor just keeps out of the division a hiatus for like several months out of the year because he made too much money with fucking Mayweather. I still feel salty about that. Either way, that gave Khabib killing everyone. Khabib smash. But yeah, this punk thing is looking weird, especially with the unification.
1: Yeah. It looks- it's
0: So what's the main event going to be? Are you running it back? It's nuts.
1: It feels it feels very weird. It feels very. It feels like something's going on, and you, you know what? It, this reminds
2: me
0: of. Uh, you know
1: what I mean? Like you can normally tell if something's a work. You get that feeling like, oh, this has to be a work. This the, the, this explains it. Like
0: especially with MJF. Yeah. This
1: there's something. I don't know. I don't want to say it's a work because uh, I, I don't want to be like everyone and be like, oh, it's a work. Like, like that's oh, that's the, that's the easy assumption.
0: I just want to play very reserved with this one, because I really don't know, even though I feel like I think I do.
1: Exactly. You don't really want to jump the gun on it either. I'm just going to kind of put the gun in the holster for now.
0: Yeah, it's just like, I'm going to see how this plays out. And
1: kind of just kick back and, like, watch from the sideline with it. It's really going to be interesting to see how it plays out, because is Punk really unhappy? Is Punk trying to leave? Like...
0: What's really going on here? It's a weird situation. There are some people who are, like, defending Hangman. Yeah. And some people believing that he actually shouldn't have even lost at Double or Nothing. Like, authors of wrestling on Instagram, shout out to them. Mm-hmm. Basically said, like, they would gladly die on that hill that Hangman should have, like, retained at uh, all, uh, no, Double or Nothing. Which is a fair argument. But, like, there's also reports of, like, it coming to blows between them so much that they said that none of them would be down with putting the other over yeah. to that degree, quote unquote, because you know, it just got that heated, mm-hmm. which feels like Sean Brett ish, a little bit. But now they're saying half the locker rooms divided. It's very fucking weird with this one.
1: It's extremely touchy.
0: The closest um, I think it could be would just be like you know how they like try to p- play the boys too. Yeah. However that saying goes. Like
2: like MJF thought, like people thought MJF stuff was a work.
0: I mean, but the promo kind of, his last promo kind of gave it away. But until then, you really didn't know, especially with how he was being treated before then.
1: The burial
0: and how he just went on TV and started talking like real stuff. It wasn't until the end of the promo that everyone kind of figured, you know, it was because if if it felt that out of control, they would have cut away. Mm Mm-hmm it was just like, okay, so yeah, obviously. But uh, this one just felt weird. Yeah. Because Hangman's not involved in this. It'd be weird if he just got shoehorned into the main event instead of MJF. It would. Unless they're doing this thing again. But this whole punk thing is weird. I want to see how it plays out. Yeah. Just because I don't know what's going to happen. And also we still have like a month or so until All Out.
1: Yep. So I think we're gonna. I'm gonna put the gun back in the holster. I'm gonna keep it on the shelf for now. And, You're not gonna uh,
2: fire at anything.
1: When things erupt, or when things, you know, kind of just stay still, or however this plays out, or st- or things finally go to shit, then I'll decide when to fire.
0: I'll just aim for an NPC for now. I won't but, aim for actual players. I'm gonna be a nice GTA online
1: player. But we're gonna take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with the second half of the show, featuring NXT Europe and we are back
2: with the second half
1: of the second half of the show so big big events that have happened um within the underbellies
2: of wwe yeah
1: within a company that you don't really you didn't really like kind of bat an eye at that often if you didn't know, like, it was established. 205 Live? <laughs>
2: hey, I mean, it got so bad that he just decided that. Put I mean,
0: on NXT. i mean, I'm surprised Morrison didn't go to 205 and call himself Johnny 205.
1: I mean, no. Or
0: Johnny Live.
1: But, um, <laughs> no, I actually mean NXT UK. So, at the last uh, event, that we saw that, uh, well, NXT's last big event, which was uh, Heat Wave, NXT Heatwave, their mm-hmm. little uh, midweek pay-per-view kind of event thing, um, was really a good. It was actually a really good card. I liked it. Um, but they had NXT UK guys show up gradually throughout the night.
2: Like Tyler Bate.
1: So you had Tyler Bate show up. With um, the NXT
2: United Kingdom Championship.
1: With the, with the NXT UK Championship. You had Blair Davenport show up um
0: gallus debuted
1: gallus debuted and it was all like wait a minute what, what's happening here something something don't feel right oh, I'm like, yeah. and I, but then i'm sitting there i'm like okay you know what it makes sense the nxt roster is kind of like eh. and i mean they're not really doing much with the uk division unless you like are you know remember that uk is on that day and you remember to watch it
0: yeah it was so poorly advertised i know
1: it was
2: the last remnants of
0: NXT.
1: So I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, you know what? This make this makes sense. They're doing a full rebrand now. I mean, the releases kind of suck, but at least you know, like, there's a reason behind it. You know, like, there's mm. a reason that makes sense, that makes you a little pissed, a little bit pissed off. Like, fuck, all right, yeah. But at least now it's not, like, the reason of, like, budget cuts. You know what I mean? Like, quote-unquote, budget cuts. Yeah.
0: Cause uh you also have HBK's like promotion to go into this. Yeah. Like the HP Kizzle. Uh, yeah. Now the talent vice president of creative development. So DX is now actually running WWE. HB Kizzle! How this is fucking weird.
1: <laughs>
0: like they're running the company now. They are. And now you have like this whole like it basically went from NXT UK Super Saiyan into we're yeah. going to a whole continent now.
1: So so here's the, before we get into that, here's the list of all the superstars that were released. We have Flash Morgan Webster, Wild Boar, Jack Stars, Mark Andrews, Amel, Amelia McKenzie, Christy Bosley, which was the ring announcer, Dave Mastiff. That kind of broke my heart. Yeah. yeah. That kind of broke my heart a little Dude, bit. Dave Mastiff
2: is one of them best in the uk right now
1: ashton smith Shaw samuels nina samuels sam gradwell danny luna primate that kind of hurt a little bit too yeah rohan raja kenny williams and amir jordan and then there were more yeah trent seven sid scala eddie dennis t-bone t-o Men, zaya brookside and saxon huxley
0: Also, Amelia McKenzie.
1: There are only four that I was surprised about. I did say Amelia McKenzie.
0: Oh, I didn't catch that. The four
1: I was
2: surprised about was Flash Morgan Webster, Mark Andrews, Dave Mastiff, and I forgot who the other one was. Fuck. It was one. I forgot the name of the guy. I'm not surprised Trent. I I,
1: I was a little bit surprised at Trent Seven because, I mean, you still have him and – He's in Dang. the
0: tournament for the title that hasn't even aired yet. Yeah, that too. Yeah, but well, we already know who won. Which is weird. Like it felt like the death of it, but we didn't think it was actually true. Yeah. Now we, it's just like these are our first round cuts or releases under like Triple H, Stephs and Nick Khan's like WWE, but it feels like one that has purpose. Exactly. Because they, they laid out a goal. They they
1: laid out a plan apparently, and now we're going to get an NXT Europe.
0: I mean they failed the Japan one. Yeah. That did. one they tried and it didn't work out like they tried to buy Stardom.
1: Well, here's the thing now. Yeah, that did Well, not here's the thing up. now. Here's where here's where things are very different now. Here's where Papa H is going to throw a big old band-aid on this one and make it brand new again. He's not going to go in there with the Vince McMahon mentality. He's going to go in there with his own mentality.
0: I just feel bad for like some of the indies that are over there. Because the yeah. Europe, Europe has a lot of great indies, like promotions, like Progress I love that's over there. Yeah. And also shout out Big Damo, who's now the now the new Progress World Champion.
1: Damo. Well
0: deserved. Demo, Well deserved. Uh, but you have also have like WXW, which is in Germany. You have ICW. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many I could just like go on. Like at least those are ones that are like the top ones off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. So I feel bad for like those promotions, but I am curious to see how it's gonna go. Uh some of those releases did shock me, like Trent, because he's in the tournament still. Yeah. Zaya Burkside surprised me. Mastiff, I felt like was a triple H like favorite pick guy. Yeah. Like out of the guys that he actually yeah, like,
1: got. Like I said, that kind of broke my heart a little bit.
0: Yeah. I thought, like, yo, like Triple H once he actually, like, you know. Starts to get his like eyes on NXT UK. He's gonna find Mastiff and just start pushing his way back like to the top of like on like time, like on TV and actual like feuds and stuff. But some of these broke my heart. Like Kenny Williams is a personal yeah. favorite. I watched since, like Andrews. WCW.
2: Mark Andrews from uh, Impact. Oh yeah, Mark
0: Andrews. Uh, Flash Morgan Webster that kinda was, surprised that me hurt. too.
2: That hurt. Like because they also. If I'm not mistaken, didn't they also just get brought over to NXT 2.0? Uh,
0: didn't no.
2: Didn't they? Didn't they appear on it at one point?
0: Uh, Morgan Webster, no. no I do not think so. Mark Andrews, I
1: Andrews might maybe.
0: Have. I don't really remember.
1: Andrews might have. I don't recall uh, Morgan Webster showing up.
0: Yeah, but most of them have only really been in NXT UK. Also, now like we're getting. Worlds collide on the same day as all out. Yeah, but it's you earlier on during the day. You know what I'm a little upset at?
1: I'm very upset. Very upset. I what? And one of the guys from uh, might have been CJ from uh, uh, Wrestling for Life. I don't know if it was CJ or if it was Nick over there, but one of them said it, or it might have been a comment in the sec in the comment section during one of their lives. But uh. uh I was on the, the, um, the Heat Wave live that they were doing, and someone said missed opportunity for not having Alba Fire, who literally has red hair, on the Heat Wave card. I agree with that. Hopefully, we
2: Triple H charge this back to Kaylee Ray.
1: Hopefully. I hope to God we get a couple name changes back here, man. You know, um... Dewdrop
0: can definitely change. And I think she's even said that she could see one coming. Walter can go back to
1: Walter. Um... Because
0: I'm not calling him what they had him name change to. Pete Dunn can go back to Pete Dunn. Actually, I think... That's a personal one for you. I think
2: they actually started doing that because you know how...
0: T-Bar can go back to Dominic Dijakovic. He's actually been talking about that possibly happening.
2: But no, like, uh, Supercard. Vaguely. Vaguely. Like, you know how they'll change the name of guys? Mm -hmm. Most of Pete Dunn's cards... Say are normally Butch, right? No.
0: Only the special Butch cards are actually the ones say Butch. I thought most of
1: them. No, were they enough. actually made them. They actually made them separate because fans were pissed off.
0: Yeah, kind of like Ezekiel and Elias.
1: Yeah, that failed.
0: Eh, at least being a fucking super H- cross is back. I just Triple- got a rumble one yesterday. A hey.
1: Triple H clean that. Triple H clean that mess up real quickly. The Eli- the Ezekiel Elias thing.
0: Yeah, but I feel like it's the return of Elias. It is. It's gonna be or the return of his father, like Elrod, oh. which I thought was called Elijah for so long. Something with an E. L.
1: Uh, but that, but the door it it also opens so many opportunities for so many other like promotions to work with WWE in this.
0: Like people think the main event at Worlds Collide is going to be the unification match between both titles, since like you know. NXT UK is like, you know, dying out, Mm -hmm. which kind of sucks because they do have like their own general manager and assistant general manager, which I also find hilarious for fucking 2K purposes. Yep. Uh, But it kind of like almost makes you feel bad for people who are like signed there like Trent Seven and were looked at as Triple H is going to bring these guys to like the main card and they're going to really get like the biggest exposure of their careers and put on bangers.
1: Mustache Mountain.
0: Yeah. And also with them turning heel too. Like, I know some people were with it. I kind of wasn't. Although, you know, Bate just coming out with the title feels right, too. Even though when I look at that belt, I still think about Pete Dunne. Yeah. Just because he held it forever and murdered. Murdered. He's like freaking Rocket Raccoon, but also mixed with Brock Lesnar. I'm going to take that guy's fingers and arms. Now, piece by piece.
2: Walter is it for me for the UK title.
0: Just because he ended the streak and held on to it for just about as long?
2: <laughs> no, I think it's because he also held it longer and
1: the matches At this were
0: Oh, uh, his The way he lost it felt like almost fitting of his character. That's another thing that yeah. you have to think about. This was so poorly like advertised and showcased that most bangers were missed except for their takeovers.
1: Yeah,
0: like, but... There are some women's matches on there that are amazing that people don't talk about. Like, uh, Sazamora versus uh, Kaylee Ray 1 was amazing. It happened the same week as Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, the same week. Mm-hmm. So, it just feels sad for it to go, but it's kind yeah. of strange in a way that it's just getting Super saiyaned up to fucking, like, a whole continent now.
2: Pretty much. But, like, let's also remember, mm-hmm. WWE doesn't have the best track record of keeping track of and promoting their secondaries secondary show. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. they, they, they have, they have trouble promoting at the time superstars main event back in like 2012, they were doing good with the whole, uh, like, Oh, promotion. Like, Oh, here's Seamus versus punk on fucking main event.
0: I still remember Cesaro and, uh, Khalil main event. He actually picked him up for the neutralizer. It was one of the craziest things I ever seen. It was one of the first main events too.
1: Yeah, and like then it what, all became basic. Exactly. <laughs> that's how. That's
2: that's how it works. Like, look at how fucking two hundred five live turned out.
1: Yeah.
0: At first, it was really fun, and, and then it, it was.
1: It was pretty much like I don't want to play with you anymore.
0: I don't want to play with you anymore. We. You no, know,
1: it, it's like Pete Davidson, and Kim Kardashian, Kim Kardashian. Oh. Kim, Kim, Kim didn't want to play with him anymore,
0: and he got that tattoo as well.
1: Yeah, that sucks. But um, yeah, man. I mean, listen. But you know what? Reality is, we can get a lot from this too. We can maybe get some new tag teams too. Maybe ones that could take on the Usos and beat the Usos because That's I true. don't see any other tag team left except one: Blunt Man and Chronic. Who? Jason Muse and Kevin Smith. Shout out Jason Muse and Kevin Smith. Wow, Blunt so and Chronic.
0: Ironic, but okay,
1: I think Blunt Man and Chronic would realistically have a good chance against the Usos. They brought enough weed. I think it's a part.
0: I don't know. It depends on how Triple H feels about their Dynamite appearance. We all know how Vince felt about it. Good point. Yeah. They're supposed to be on the Fox one, too. Yeah. Because remember, you had Dynamite and NXT's debut yeah. on the same day on Wednesday. Yeah. And then you had the Fox debut on Friday. It was a crazy fucking week. It really was. but so.
1: I'm looking forward to this, man. I, I really am. I kind of. I'm really excited to see how they utilize it.
0: I'm glad that some like, of the talent that are just kind of there and just like in between are actually getting like you know the freedom to just go everywhere now.
1: Yeah, and it's like when once we establish what we're doing, we'll call you back.
0: Mm-hmm. It just makes the indie situation even more of a situation. Yeah, it does. Because a lot of people looked at the fall of WCPW because of, well. That. Yeah. Because it's just like all those stars that immediately became apparent were all of a sudden not. Yep. Just like we need you for this brand over here. Which NXT UK has had a lot of great shows. Their quality is great. Like you even said before, like they're the last gasp of NXT because they were. Down to the music. Like, sorry, I like like you, Wale. No. It's not like... It's not my fucking Slipknot, okay? That yeah. was so perfect, I didn't think it ever needed changing. It was just... Because that NXT was just ECW that dressed nicely on its way to court. Pretty much. That's why I looked at NXT at, like, when it was in 2018. Because you were putting on banger after banger with so much great storylines. But NXT UK was like...
1: Um, it felt like that, that but, like,
0: child. it felt like that. But, like, NXT... NXT's NXT. Yeah. Because they did have, like, worlds collide, but, like, it was only their takeovers that really got a big, like, spotlight. Like, besides, like, a few matches, you really can't even name, like, a good stretch of run of their TV. If Unless you're, like, an avid fan, but I cannot. And Mm -hmm. most people I know cannot. Yeah. Uh, It's a weird situation, but let's see where the hell it goes. It's very, very interesting.
1: It's going to be cool. Especially
0: since this has to be with Papa H. Yeah. He, like, before... I could feel that was him, but plus Vince being okay with it. Yeah. But after a while, like Vince wasn't okay with it and then started to change everything, giving uh, NXT 2.0, which is actually its fourth reboot. I hate you, Pritchard and freaking uh, done, but those are the only two last guys there. Yep. But now Triple H has everything. You start to see the changes with NXT a little bit. A little bit. But that reboot seemed fitting. It's curious how it's going to go, especially after Japan didn't go. The way they wanted to. So I'm definitely interested in it because I think Triple H is going to handle this a lot differently, especially since you know it did kind of fail.
1: Yeah. Um, How about
0: you?
2: I don't really know because I can see the NXT Europe thing kind of ending up the same way as NXT UK. Just
0: on a bigger scale?
2: Just on it yeah, because I can see them. Like making this one brand, and like I said earlier about like them not doing so good with their secondaries, secondary. Yeah, I feel like it's gonna be so big at first, but like you said, it's just gonna end up being like the developmental for
0: NXT again. Yeah, I mean the only thing I could think of that it could make feel different is if you're actually touring and each new episode is somewhere new in like Europe. Like a different country like Germany, maybe France, maybe like Spain or something like that. Like that would be interesting.
2: That would be a great way to get more eyes on the product.
0: That's the only thing I think they could do differently. Because before uh, the pandemic hit and it was just like in that one hall, Mm -hmm. it was basically in the same spot in like the United Kingdom. Yeah. And the United Kingdom is just like one like city basically or one country.
1: Yeah.
0: It only really didn't go anywhere besides the specials. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a strange situation, but I'm very, very curious. Can
2: can we just remember the amazing fucking uh, NXT uh, UK tournament? The start of it? The first one for the inaugural title won by Tyler Bate at
0: fucking 19. He's 25 now. Don't remind me. That's how I feel about it.
2: Yeah, literally. Fuck, six years has gone by way too quick.
0: Remember when he actually had that banger with Tyler Bate before the, cut, uh, the show even started? Yeah. God. But fucking,
1: we'll see where it goes, man. I mean, it's going to be interesting to watch the development happen. We're going to be here for it. It's going to be amazing.
2: And especially with uh, Triple H and uh, Shawn Michaels in charge.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: DX running the show. DX
1: running the show, pretty much. Break it down. We're going to break it down with some shout outs before we end the show tonight. Let me go first. Go for it tomorrow night, Jay Bougie. I'm uh, kicking your ass. Oh God, it's a change up from his normal prod. It's, his, it's a change up from what he normally says. Jay Bougie, I'm coming for those titles.
0: It's nice. a
1: Change up. I like this.
0: He's He's
1: Let's loud. do it. Yeah. What up?
2: Beat your ass. Take those titles and have and have a shot with the boys.
1: You see, that's normally what he says. The second part, he added the first part. Now, good job. It's a and also, up.
2: yeah, but. Again, as I said, having a shot with the boys after I win. Woo! But for real, um, if you're in the area... Oh, wait, no. We're sold out. Shit. Way to I, go. I just remember. You were
1: about to plug a show that sold out, my boy. But check it out
2: on... Check it out when it gets uploaded onto YouTube. Yes. And also uh, IWTV's and, under uh, Standalone Wrestling.
1: And I'll be posting... Uh, we'll be posting clips hopefully all night if the reception's good enough because the reception in that place yeah i know trust me i know but, but you, you'll see it all over instagram once uh once i once we're able to get in range and then also the 26th garden state um oh we'll be there we every, got our, we got we're our, all gonna be there this we time. got our, i'm we're, gonna be there we're, helping we're, out we're rolling like crew deep this time man like we're rolling like the whole crew is going this time
2: yeah i'm just i'm gonna be there uh i'm gonna be helping
1: out which, by the way, Garden State Pro Wrestling still has tickets available. Get them while they're hot. If, listen, go. you want to go see this show. You want to go see this show. I promise you, they deliver quality matches. If you're in the New York, New Jersey area, come to Monroe and watch this show. I'm telling you. Just watch it. Or if you can't come to watch it, right? If you can't come to Monroe to watch it, order it on Fight TV for the low price of, I think, 11 or $12.99. Um, but yeah, watch it. It's really good. Really good stuff. And then the 28th. Yep. Spartan Championship Wrestling. Yep.
2: I will be on that show. I don't know who I'm facing yet, but you know what? It's a challenge, and I love a challenge.
1: That oh, makes me more vocal, I think.
2: Cool. And then September 9th, I am in a eight-man tag on the pre-show of WrestlePro's September, That's which really has a lot of names like Brandy Lauren, uh, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. Uh, let me pull up the rest of the card real quick. Josh Woods, Lady Frost, uh, Jimmy Jacobs, uh, LSG, the guy from Jersey Shore, Flip Gordon, GKM, Matt McIntosh, Casey Navarro, Fala ba, World Famous CB. And Fala, my boy. Dan Moff, and Brian Myers. And more. So if you guys are in the area of Rawway, New Jersey on September 9th, pick those up. Get tickets now while you still can. And then more dates. Because we have, because WrestlePro has a lot of fair shows. The next day after the fair show, uh, next day after September, we're gonna be in Augusta, uh, Augusta. Augusta, Augusta. Sorry, I sucked with states' names. States,
1: Augusta, we're cities, states, Brah. we're in New Jersey. Sorry, all of them are local.
2: Towns. I get, I fuck up with towns,
1: Brah. Brah. but
2: I got Augusta, New Jersey for the taco fest, mm-hmm. uh. September 17th, Matuchin. Yep, you got that one. Uh September 23rd, another Taco Fest in Rutherford. There it is. September 24th, another Taco Fest in Rust- in Russell Ruther- Rutherford.
1: Rutherford. And then they're all taco fests. And then, I see a pattern hold on, here.
2: Hold on the same day, the 24th, Edison Street Fair in Edison, New Jersey. I
1: see a pattern here.
2: And then we have uh, three more shows throughout uh, Two shows throughout the month of October and November 12th, WrestlePro 100 with Wheeler Yuta.
1: That's going to be amazing. Fuck, WrestlePro has a
2: busy schedule this week, and I love it.
1: Shout out to WrestlePro, man. They're, They're fucking grinding out there, bro, and they're a quality promotion.
2: And a lot of good students, too.
1: Very good students.
2: I know. I'm one of them.
1: So got some more shout outs here. Shout out to the Pretty Heels Shout out to Tahir James, Pete Corvus, the Fusion Ha Podcast, Anthony St. James, the One Shot Killers Podcast, uh, Ivy and the Heel Classic over at the Roar Zone Podcast, The Godfather, J.S. Hawthorne, my boy Sal, a.k.a. the Trill Mexican, Kevin Smith and Jason Muse, and my boy Fala Ba.
2: Shout out to Snoop Dogg. Shout since out to Snoop since Dizzle. Out, since we're throwing out so let's throw in one of the best. You know what? Hell
1: yeah. I'm going to shout out Snoop, man. I mean, Snoop is Snoop, and he's a wrestling fan. So, you know, why not Snoop? The godfather, bro. Ugh.
2: Also, shout out to Ric Flair, who's coming out with his old weed line that's coming to Jersey.
1: Um, I'm going to wait for reviews on
0: that. <laughs> no i'm waiting on goldberg cbd line that's wait that's a thing too yeah i'm waiting on that because if i smoke it and it makes me feel like headbutting a wall before arriving to meet up with friends i think i'm good um all right i'm this is
1: this is what i'm gonna wait for more than about 10 reviews to hit and then after 10 reviews if they're all good i'll try but until then don't drink and drive park at spark <laughs> Please smoke responsibly, everyone, and uh, enjoy, enjoy your weekend.
2: And enjoy, watch wrestling, enjoy it, smoke some bud,
1: enjoy your weekend, and enjoy the hot. You know, don't like, don't let anyone shit in your cereal too much, man. Enjoy no, the rest I'm, of the summer. Yeah, that too. We're yes. very, very summer's almost
2: end. over. And we're almost in Halloween. It's just like yeah, the this is is Halloween, this, this is Halloween, is Halloween.
1: <laughs> but, but until next time, folks, peace.
2: Good night.